do you specialize in everything? Maybe too much? We'll talk about that, and we'll get some updates with Michael Peluso on this podcast, Chinese Medicine That Works, November 11th, 2018. Happy Veterans Day. Michael, you there? Yes, I am. All right. Just wanted to say to all the vets that we have on the CMTW groups, thank you. Thank you. And I hope you're enjoying today and maybe you'll get tomorrow off. Maybe not. You'll probably work. But at any rate, I hope you had a great day today and we really appreciate it. And there are a lot of vets on the group. So that's, uh, that's really cool. Uh, Pluso. Yes. Hello. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> you're very welcome. How are you today, Josh? Good, good. But we want to talk about this thing. Well, I mean, what happens is you and I will be on the phone and we'll be, you know, kind of going back and forth, chewing the fat, so to speak. And uh, we'll get an idea that, you know, we start talking on a topic and we're like, yeah, this might uh, be something we want to just bring over to the podcast. <laughs> and one of the things that we were going on about the other day was specializing. Yeah. And, and the idea that um, what we noticed is that there are there even specialties in this field? Now, yes, there are some people that specialize in, in one thing, but there are also times when you see that there's our um, acupuncturists, Chinese medicine practitioners that specialize in this, this, and this, and that. And I, I don't, you know, that, that kind of made us question what the heck's going on. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, before we get into that though, I want to uh, uh, touch base with you and see what the heck you've been up to. You've kind of gone MIA. On one hand, I don't blame you. On the other hand, I want to kill you. It's annoying. Jerk. <laughs> Can't get a hold of you. <laughs> and in one, in one way, I'm envious of you. <laughs> there are various stories circulating about my, my current whereabouts, and I, I may keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell everybody where you are. I can show them. I'll drive them there. You, you could, or, or I may be deep in the Himalayas. We don't, we don't know. Actually, you've been knee deep in uh, fertility clinics. So, you want to give us the update on what you've been doing? I have, I have, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of been part of the absence. Um, was taking some time off this summer to um, just kind of regather my myself and where I was going professionally. Um, and it's been a really great opportunity because I was hired at CNY Fertility. Uh, I was recruited, actually. I didn't even apply for the job. They they found me, which was a really unexpected turn of uh, turn of events and um, I dove headlong into that to really um, avail myself of this really profound opportunity for a Chinese medicine practitioner to be um, embedded in a Western fertility clinic and seeing um, high volume of patients so it's been a tremendous experience for me um, it's certainly as most people who know me already know that I've spent the a portion of my professional career, a good portion, specializing in gynecology and women's health. And then I think it was because of that when they were looking for a new employee, they searched the area and they found me and I was a good fit for them. So it's it's really allowed me to see uh, infertility medicine or fertility medicine from a Western vantage point uh, very up close and personally, and then also be able to fully integrate Chinese medicine, uh, including herbal medicine, into uh, this integrative setting. So there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, that was the most one of the most exciting. Well, okay, so the whole package is pretty cool. I mean, you're in a busy clinic, um, a big clinic. He's opening up two more in two other states. I mean, this is going to be a big, 
that just continues to grow because we know that there is a problem um, with fertility, right? There's a, there's a major problem um, with fertility for couples yeah. um, in most developing nations now, um, but particularly the United States and, and you know large parts of Western Europe, really any of the developed nations. And a lot of it has to do with um, patients or couples, I should say, waiting much longer to start families. So moving into that age where uh, natural conception and, um, and gestation isn't always even possible anymore. Um, and so through the miracles of ART, these couples are able to get pregnant, which you know is a fascinating thing in and of itself, a whole other discussion. And, uh, and also just the, the hectic lifestyle that most Western people live the high stress, the poor diet, uh, sleep issues, um, you know, pharmaceutical medications in addition to, um, you know, medications for sleeping and anxiety. Uh, there's so many factors that play into fertility at this point. And well, one of the best things is that you actually get to prescribe herbal medicine in this setting. So you're taking a ton of pulses, you're prescribing herbs, you're, you're doing the acupuncture. I mean, this is a, this is a really cool opportunity. And, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It's um, it's given me an opportunity to see um, an enormous volume of very specific patients, uh, patients who are um, fairly tight in terms of age. So anywhere from say twenty five to the late twenties, even into patients in their early to mid forties. So a fairly concentrated group of of female patients. Um, again, I. I don't, I don't treat men. I only treat women. Um, and so it's, it's a really interesting experience because it allows me to look carefully at why are women having such a difficult time getting pregnant when they shouldn't. In fact, what you'll see often is, you know, 40 to 50% come back as unexplained infertility, meaning that, you know, essentially anatomically and physiologically, they're intact from a biomedical perspective. And yet, um, they're not able to fall pregnant, even though they are well within, you know, natural fertility range. So I start to see patterns developing, um, you know, from a Chinese medicine perspective. Of course, it's all, you know, based on the pattern. And I'm seeing these, you know, repeated patterns starting to show up, um, despite the medications that I think um, are really fascinating. And we're using herbal medicine to try to correct some of these, even, you know, even not in lieu of medication, but uh, in addition to. Now, I know that uh, you get pretty snarky with the patterns, but, you know, at one point we'll have another podcast pretty soon where we talk about the importance of pattern discrimination and why it's so important to find the pattern. And I say that jokingly, but um, (laughs) (laughs) you've been a pattern stickler in the past on the group. But there is a reason for it. It's not just to at no point are you trying to be snarky or trying to be, you know. Um, no, belittling no. or anything, but it's just like, what do you want me to do with this? Is if you're giving me a Western disease, what what do you want me to do with it when I'm trying to use herbal medicine? Well, exactly, and that's you know, I mean, the heart of Chinese medicine as we practice it um, here, and as they practice it, you know, in mainland People's Republic, is uh, you know, bian zheng lun zhe, and so that means that treatment is predicated primarily upon pattern discrimination, mm-hmm. and so you have to do a Chinese medical pattern discrimination, and um, one of the things that makes it beautiful is that it allows you to work the system 
all the way through. And when you start out with a Western disease diagnosis of, you know, say dysmenorrhea or something, okay, you know, patient comes to you and says, you know, my, my doctor says I have dysmenorrhea. Okay, well, we have to then reframe that into its traditional Chinese medical gynecology category, which is painful menstruation. Um, and then from there, we can look at the, the variety of different patterns that are typically associated with painful menstruation and then select the correct one, correct treatment principles, and then the correct uh, herbal formulas to treat that. And so it is a system. And if you stay within the system, it works beautifully. So around the 50% of people that come in, the 50% of women that come in with unexplained infertility, what, you're, you're probably picking up now um, certain patterns and certain, I yes. want to say, uh, yeah, well, patterns, patterns, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah absolutely. Consistent patterns that you see over and over again. I'm sure yeah. I'm picking up some of that. And, absolutely. And seeing. So that that's really cool. And uh, and then uh, you do have a uh, fertility, fittingly, you have a fertility, fertility seminar coming out in June. So that's going to be something to look out for. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking very forward to teaching that. It's going to, it's going to be a really nice um, fusion of um, getting practitioners up to date uh, on Chinese medical gynecology so that they understand um, the importance of the menstrual cycle and all of the other categories that fall under Chinese medical gynecology. And then um, from there, giving insights into Western ART and then also, um, you know, my own clinical insights now that I'm seeing such a large volume of patients to show people um, some of the some of the finer points of what to look for in infertility patients that they may be missing. When you say ART, now when I, I think of orthopedics, I think of active release technique. What's ART ah, for you? That's assisted reproductive technologies mm -hmm. or techniques, um, but typically it's assisted reproductive technology. Yeah. Within the realm of uh, Western medicine, right? A Absolutely, yes. That that includes things like, um, you know, IUI, IVF, um, intracytoplasmic sperm injections as part of that, assisted hatching. There's a number of different things that that fall under ART. Um, so it's a fascinating, I mean, the, the world of, of uh, Western or biomedical fertility medicine is like Jurassic Park. It's some of the most amazing things I see on a daily basis in the, in the embryology lab or just, it's mind blowing. And here you can contribute Chinese medicine to it for the full effect. Well, absolutely. And that's, that's the nice thing is, you know, the, the particular clinic I work for and the physician that runs it is just really open um, to all of these therapies working together. And that's, that's a very, very rare opportunity for Chinese medicine to um, share space um, next to biomedicine in the United States. I think the, the preference of most practitioners would be to, to be able to treat fertility absent of any of these other interventions. But the fact is, the reality of it is, is that you will be seeing patients and they will be getting these other, other treatments, won't they? Yeah, the vast majority of time that you're going to see patients in the United States, it's likely that they have either tried some form of ART and it has worked in the past but isn't working now or it has not worked. There's been failures. Um, you will occasionally get some people that don't want to go that route unless it's absolutely necessary. And, and a lot of the times it is. I mean, that's the thing about really learning when it's appropriate and when you think Chinese medicine is the correct intervention and when ART is the correct intervention or when a fusion of both uh, is the proper intervention. So yeah, I mean, when patients are young and they, there's really nothing wrong or, and maybe they're just get, in fact, oftentimes patients are a little impatient. Um, and you'll see that, you know, infertility in, in a technical sense, um, depending on where you are in the world, I mean, here in the United States and in the West, it's generally, you know, more than 12 months of trying to conceive. Um, in other places, it's even longer. So, you know, it's sort of a, th a thing that's set 
somewhat arbitrarily. And so sometimes people will come in and say, I'm having trouble getting pregnant. I, you know, I think I have infertility. I haven't had, you know, a baby. I'm not pregnant in six months or seven months. A good, you know, I think a good approach there is to just send them home and have them keep trying naturally unless, you know, you find something in their in their diagnostics and Chinese medicine that you can assist them with. But most Western GYNs and, and ART specialists will send them home um, and have them keep trying. I mean, they might do like an HSG and just see if there's, you know, tubal patency and just make sure that they're okay physically intact. But a lot of times just keep trying. It's more like rolling the dice on any given month. You have about, mm-hmm. about 15% chance of getting pregnant. And so the more you do it, the higher your, your odds are. Well, certainly you would think that with Chinese medicine and, and really treating the actual root cause of it, mm-hmm. you're going to, going to be able to uh, increase that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Increase yeah. the uh, success rate. So, yeah. So we're going to switch gears right now. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to go right into this uh, idea of specialties. You know, usually when you think of specialty, you think of, you know, hepatobiliary cancer specialist, oncologist, you know, <laughs> or you think yeah. of, you know, phys- physiatrist, physical medicine and rehab, orthopedic, you know, they have one specialty, <laughs> but with our field, it tends, it seems like People are GPs, which is great, general general practitioners, we'll see whatever comes across, but then specialize in one, two, three, four, five things. And what do you think that does as far as, uh, why is that, do you think? Um, I, th- I think it has to do with the nature of Chinese medicine as a holistic medical approach mm-hmm. uh, in the sense that if you, if you are, I mean, in a, in a sense, we all are general practitioners and we all are specialists because we treat... Uh, the root, you know, we treat the tip or the branch, we treat the pattern. And so we do treat the whole patient. And so we can alleviate, you know, a lot of suffering. I think what uh, makes someone a specialist is their chosen focus on one particular area of medicine, one particular specialty. And that's what they spend all their time researching and learning both the Western counterpart to it. And then also goes really deep down the rabbit hole in Chinese medicine too. There's so much to learn about individual specialties. Some I think are better fleshed out in English than others. Um, so yeah, you see practitioners, I think in an attempt to stand out from what they perceive to be competition, they'll say, I specialize in, you know, X, Y, and Z. Unfortunately, I think sometimes if the specialties are related, it's a little more believable. You could say something like, I specialize in obstetrics, gynecology, and fertility. And maybe you could attach pediatrics to that because they're related. But when you yeah. see things like I specialize in digestive disorders, autoimmune menstrual disorders, you know, and the list goes on, it gets a little fuzzier about, well, how, how could you really specialize in all of those things? It makes it very hard. Um, right. I think you could be a GP and then have a specialty. Absolutely. That's my focus. I mean, but it can be kind of, kind of, well, number one, patients probably call the, like with you, patients call the office and you're like, well, unless, you know, unless your cough is in your vagina, I cannot help you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it, it, be, be, to truly specialize in in an area in the United States is can be very challenging because but, yeah. Okay, but but it can be temp like patients will still be calling your office for other things, and you then have to turn them away, which can be a little bit intimidating because they're like, "Well, I'm turning away business." Number yes. one, number two. Um, you know, well, it leads to number one, the fear of narrowing your focus so much that you actually lose a degree of business that may come in the door. I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with being like a GP, but having a specialty because you want to meet some of those other 
you want to you want to be able to get some of those other patients in but mm -hmm. i mean once you've focused on one thing i mean my god just with just with physical medicine and orthopedics you can focus in on that mm -hmm. alone with electroacupuncture absolutely that could be a full-time thing just in and of itself and i mean like with what matt's done with the orthopedics i mean he's that's on his side like that's all he does and mm -hmm. he's done he's done well with it so it is possible it is specialize yeah. in one thing how's it been for you turning well, people away? Well, you know, it's that's the interesting thing. I think some specialties in the United States, we always have to clarify that because um, there is no a priori belief in what we do in the United States. And so a lot of it has, re has relied upon uh, people through popular media learning about what we do. So acupuncture for pain is something that everyone kind of knows it for, which is which is what has opened up the floodgates for people to specialize in orthopedics and to get really, really good at that because people usually call typically for pain. That's how people come into to Chinese medicine. Sure. And I think that at, for me specifically, um, and I can only speak for myself, uh, I've had um, the great fortune of being able to only specialize in one area of internal medicine, which is fertility. Well, I guess fertility and gynecology, but they're intimately linked, um, you know, because a lot of people also know acupuncture for fertility. They come to acupuncture for fertility. That's not an unusual phone call to get. Um, in fact, it's actually more often that someone's going to call me for a fertility issue than for a menstrual disorder. But mm. of course, you know, it doesn't take long before you explain, you know, it's really important that we regulate your menstrual cycle so that you are able to get fertile or able to get pregnant. And so um, turning patients away in some ways is a very scary thing because, mm. you, you know, we're all a little worried and there's kind of a, a mentality that says, uh, you know, if I turn people away and, you know, maybe no one's going to call to replace them. And my right. experience is there are times where that's true. And there's times when it's not where, where it's a flood. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that it, 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 just speaking from a specialist perspective, the only way to get really, really, really good at something is to only treat that thing is to sure. put all of your effort into learning that and specializing in treating that. And we're in a position in the United States where we have to earn a living too. There's not jobs waiting for us. We can't really get hired at hospitals to specialize in an area. And so there's that delicate balance between paying back student loans and keeping the doors open and the lights on and then doing what we really, really want to do, which may be specializing. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it's getting there. I mean, really, when you think about it, there is, you can have a number of acupuncturists in the same town each doing a different thing because such a small percentage of the population has not even tried acupuncture there is no scarcity there's no need for a scarcity mindset here there is no scarcity that's right i mean there that's, is no, wide right. open yeah it is and I, and I think there's that whole kind of uh attraction aspect of it too when when you do start to specialize and mm -hmm. you're and you're serious about it and that's what really you want to focus on you do find a way and the people the patients do come yeah it is it's kind of funny you know it's like a law of attraction thing i guess in some ways you know i, I people have laughed at me because i consistently put out and say you know i i i don't treat men i only i only treat women i'm you know i'm a gynecology specialist i treat menstrual cycles i you know i, I treat gynecological disorders and and you know it, it it's funny because in that headspace and holding that headspace kind of against all odds, I ended up getting hired into this phenomenal situation out of the yeah. blue. So in some ways it was kind of an amazing thing, but what it's allowed me to do is really um, step up my academic game. I've, I've gone back and there's so much literature, articles, books in English on gynecology and Chinese medicine that it's allowed me to really um, 
dig in and only study that because it's directly relevant to my job every day instead of yeah. it being a hobby. It's now what I do. Um, well, I remember in the past, I mean, that's all you really, you would, you would tell me, you know, we talk and you say, I just, I, I really just want to do gynecology. Mm -hmm. And, and you fought for that for a while. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like, Oh, Hey, and it just, it's happened. You really, that's all you were really truly interested in. You mm -hmm. did did all, very well in, in with other conditions and diseases, of course. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course. Know, but the fact is, is that you've told me for several years that's all you wanted to do, and that's all your really focus was on. <laughs> that's right. So, so finally, you know, it's, like you said, it's really cool that this that this opportunity came around. It is. It is, and it's um. And because I, you had that on your website, because you had that's <laughs> that's what you're specializing in. That's why you got the phone call. That's right. That's, that's right. Because I, I stayed true. I've always been someone who follows my gut and my gut has always told me, you know, this is what you're passionate about. This is something that naturally makes sense to you for whatever the reason. I mean, it, it partially, I think my introduction to it was of course through Bob Flaws because I learned herbs through Bob Flaws and he was a gynecologist and it became very interesting to me because all of my herbal education had a tinge of gynecology in it all the time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I got very interested in that. And plus, you know, most of our patients in the West are, are women of childbearing years or, or menopausal years, which, you know, menopause and, uh, falls under gynecology and Chinese medicine. And so it makes sense, I think, to learn how to treat women, you know, really, really well. It's tough. Yeah. That's a good talk. Anybody yeah. want to comment in the, the comment section after we uh, end the podcast, we can continue this discussion and talk about it, you know, some more. Um, but this was a good chat. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate coming on. So, uh, for everybody else, uh, you want to check out the 2019 schedule. We have a color coded copy compliments of Danielle. Thank you, Danielle, for doing that. Um, and she has that color coded copy at the top of the uh, group under the announcements. So it's easy to follow AccuVids.com. Check out all the 2019 seminars. It's going to be a great year. And we did email out discount codes you have to be on the email list. If you're not, go to AccuViz.com, sign up. We're going to be doing another mailing before the sale ends next Friday, the 16th. Looking Michael. forward. Yeah. Looking very forward to that. This next year's schedule looks great. I think it's there's a lot of really, really cool stuff going on through Chinese Medicine that works that you know has really expanded the repertoire of availability and um, I know that all the teachers, myself included, you know, we're really, really passionate about our subjects and we really want to see this medicine thrive in the United States, even, even more so than it is now. So look forward to seeing you all out there this year. Yeah. And that's what the herbal classes are, are focused on as well. What works and what can be applied. Absolutely. All right, Michael, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll do this again. Have a good day. Thanks everybody for listening. Take care.